Mental health does not discriminate. No matter how beautiful, how successful, how much money you have, there are people that I personally met that are like millionaires and billionaires and they're high functioning and they take medication for depression, for anxiety, for OCD, for bipolar. Like mental health can affect anyone of any age, race, gender, financial background, religion. It it does not judge. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and we have a really good episode today. And it's funny because I had a memory pop up in my personal Facebook page, which is public. If you want to go check it out, I can link to it. Um, And it was really about setting the right environments. And I have a poster that I just got like two years ago. That's it popping up in my memories. And it's um, it says, let that shiz go only doesn't say shiz. Um, and, and so I think what we're going to hear from our guests today um, is really going to reinforce a lot of the things that you hear me talk about, um, especially in step two of the Velvet Machete leadership journey, um, creating supportive environments for the type of person you are, not somebody else's environments, but your environments. And I'm touching on a lot of things that you know I'm super passionate about. So let me tell you about our guests who have already had a great uh, pre- pre-podcast conversation with. So Megan Gallagher is a 26-year-old, two-time TEDx speaker, four-time best-selling author, on-camera host, and mental health advocate. After struggling with mental health issues as a teenager, she decided to leave college and pursue her own dreams. While speaking at schools, she realized how healing this was for her life journey. Over the past eight years, she has spoken at over 750 schools, middle schools, high schools, and colleges. Megan is on a mission to inspire the world with her story, and she's making a stop right here on the Bombshell Business Podcast. Welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you so much, Amber, for having me. I am so honored to be here today, and I cannot wait to chat about my journey, mental health, and everything in between. Yeah. Well, I make no secret about the fact that Um, I definitely have ADD, which is now called ADHD inattentive, but I call it ADD because I'm old school. Um, I have clinical anxiety, which is a whole thing. Like a lot of my life revolves around mitigating that. And then I have OCD, which has always been mild, but in the past couple of years with COVID and everything, I've really watched that like become a thing. And I'm very open about it because it's like, okay, well you have diabetes and you have heart disease and you know, you have whatever you've got over there. And this is just what I have. And so, um, you know, I try to be very plain about it so that we can have these conversations. So, Can you put us back in the Wayback Machine and go back to high school and, and just kind of take us through what what things were like then that prompted why you're doing what you do now? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, I, I mean, first of all, high school feels like a lifetime ago, <laughs> yet like yesterday at the same time. It's such yeah. a weird thing. Um, so, back in high school, uh, I originally am from a tiny town in Northern California called Lafayette. And it's like a suburb east of San Francisco, mm-hmm. super tiny, um, just a normal, stereotypical, like white picket fence upbringing. I had a wonderful childhood, super positive, very healthy, uh, very blessed and lucky and fortunate. 
uh, to have wonderful parents, a great sister, and like just a cool community. Like I couldn't have asked for a better upbringing. Um, but I remember, I would say, you know, the transition eighth grade to freshman year of high school, like that summer kind of in between, I will never forget. I had all of these crazy panic attacks. And I, at the time, I didn't know what they were. Like, I just thought it's puberty. Like I literally was like, oh, you know, these like weird kind of, I called them episodes. Cause you know, if you think about it, like a panic attack, if you don't know really what it is you're feeling, it's just like a wave of emotions, right? It comes right. and goes and it ends within minutes or usually, you know, hopefully. Um, but I remember it like would come and go. And then once it was over, I was like, what was that? Like my heart would start to slow and I'm like, okay, that was weird. So I called them like episodes. I, I didn't know what brought them on and when they would happen. So I remember that summer, yeah, eighth grade to high school, I just had those episodes and I didn't know what was going on. And I told my mom a little bit about it, but she's like, I'm sure you're fine. It's just, you know, you're nervous, like a whole new chapter, a brand new high school. And some of your friends are going to another high school. Like it's a big change. So I'm like, yeah, she's probably right. It's just, you know, it's a big adjustment. Um, and then basically when I started high school, uh, I had a really good experience. And then about a month into my freshman year, I remember vividly, I started having these horrible panic attacks or episodes, I called it. Freshman year, like English class specifically, I remember even thinking about it now, I remember the layout of the English class and how-, how <laughs> It's like viscerally re yes, returning. Yes. Yeah. The, the musty smell, like the weird desks that were like also had those under drawers and the wooden chairs, it was so uncomfortable. But <laughs> I remember, you know, the teacher would start talking and I would notice uh, my palms would get really clammy and sweaty and my heart would start to quicken up. And then I would just get really kind of dizzy and just feel that awful, like shaky, just like you drank like four espresso shots, right. kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I would just literally be like, I need to get to safety. That was number one. Like I need to get myself. Cause I literally thought like, you know, what if these hot, cute guys and all these people just see me like fr freak out, you know, I don't want that. So, and you're already like, that's such a thing in high school is to oh like not draw attention to yourself. <laughs> no, right. Yeah. Like as a, as a freshman too, like you're just trying to get by so you can become like a junior senior where like you've made it and then you're cool. <laughs> So fre freshman year, Megan, like it was not cute in general. I wore like neck gear at nighttime, to be honest, like it was terrible. But so I would literally each day I would ask my teacher, like, can I go to the bathroom? And then I would grab the hall pass, run off to the girl's restroom. And I would just sit in a stall. I wouldn't even like, I would just sit there, wait for it to pass. Like, and it was cool too, though. Cause now looking back, even though I didn't know what it was, I still know, like, it's crazy how smart our bodies really are. Cause I still would go sit in a, you know, the bathroom stall, which was very quiet and kind of cold and calming. And I would just take really like deep breaths. And so I knew kind of in a weird way how to calm myself down. And then, you know, five, 10 minutes, I would go back to class, feel a lot better and then go off to, you know, third class, fourth class, end of the day. But that became like clockwork. Like it wasn't just one day that I had a panic attack. And then all of a sudden I was having panic attacks in all seven classes. Wow. Every, yeah. It, it became very like energetically draining. I would get home at the end of the day and just like crash on my couch at home because it's, it's exhausting. If you've ever had a panic attack. Oh, yeah. 
it is so scary. Uh, and it's really, yeah, emotionally, energetically, just it's draining. Um, it's like a, you know, crash of adrenaline and high cortisol. It's just a lot on your body. And so some, some days I would truly have up to like 13 or 14 panic attacks in one day. And wow. yeah, I was barely, I mean, it's funny though, because, you know, if you ask like any person I went to high school with, like I was so like, they're like, you're the most bubbly outgoing class clown, like so normal. Like right. you would never really expect it. Yeah. And that's where I think mental health can really trip people out is because there are people who you, you would look at them and be like, you, like you struggle and suffer. And cause that's the thing. Mental health does not discriminate. I, no matter how beautiful, how successful, how much money you have, there are people that I personally met that are like millionaires and billionaires and they're high functioning and they take medication for depression, for anxiety, for OCD, for bipolar, mm-hmm. like mental health can affect anyone of any age, race, gender, financial background, religion. It, do, it does not judge. It's yeah. just like, but so yeah, I feel like my own experience, you know, growing up in a really nice hometown and uh, some people in high school, yeah, they're like, oh, you struggle? Like, really, really? And now it's funny because where I am now, a lot of people reach out to me actually on LinkedIn and they're like, I never knew that you struggled in high school. Like, you're so brave for coming out about your story. And I love, like, I follow you. I love what you do. Uh, but it's really full circle. Cause yeah, when I was at that age, I just, I had so much embarrassment about it also. You know, I was really good at like being the goofy extrovert, like making all these jokes, but then I was suffering so deeply. And I felt like I was living two different lives. Yeah. And it's really hard to, I mean, like I've, I've done plenty of therapy, um, at at almost 43, I assure you, (laughs) I have a few tools in my toolbox, but I mean, I'm a generally very positive person. Um, there's a lot of hope in my life. I mean, I've been through hell and back multiple times as most humans have. Um, but you still just have, you're just wired. Like I'm just wound up tight. Like I'm just, that's just who I am. It's, it's part of who I am. And a lot of, um, my environments, which I know we'll talk about are, are put into place to just, um, you know, make sure that I am baseline and not, you know, way up here. Um, of course. Yeah. Vibrating and heart racing and that kind of thing. You know, I never did have a ton of panic attacks. I've had a couple big ones, both times I was driving, not fun. Oh, <laughs> terrible. Literally like pulling like, off on the side yeah, of the road, throwing yeah, up yeah. thinking, am I having a heart attack? What's happening yeah. right now? Um, but yeah, it's, it's a thing. And, and so I just, you know, as you hear Megan reflect on her experience and you're listening to this, I think a a key takeaway at this moment is like, this is normal. This is, you know, this is just, we're all, um, our DNA shows up different ways, Mm -hmm. the stressors in our life. And, and one thing I think is really important, um, because I know it applies to me is stress could be good stress. Like you could have a lot of, like you could be moving into your dream house. You could be getting married. You could be having a baby. You could be starting a new, your dream job. Like Mm -hmm. those things cause stress too. And our body is going to respond to that. Like our, um, our nervous systems are going to respond how it's going to respond. So let's fast forward now to, so you had those crazy experiences. I mean, 14 a day girl, oof. Um, what gave you the boldness to 
like, I mean, your whole company, like your whole presence, you're, you're a TEDx speaker. Everything that you do is now centered around this. Like, where did you get the cojones to do this? Like what prompted it? That's the question. <laughs> so I would say, you know, how I got the cojones, which I love that word. Um, <laughs> I really think it's just for so many years in high school, I remember constantly wishing deep, deep down that I was brave enough and had the courage to speak up about my struggles, to be that person in that, in the friend group that just started conversations that just did it. Mm -hmm. And because when I was younger, like I've grown a lot as a human, as a woman, I mean, I have changed a lot and it is not easy. It's not been an overnight. This has been 12 years of therapy, calling myself out on my actions, uh, walking the walk, even when I don't want to, like, it's just the consistency. It builds character and discipline and resilience. But for me, you know, when I was a teenager, I literally was the biggest people pleaser. Like I was just give, give, give like such a, just people would walk all over me and I had no backbone. I feared confrontation, like the good kind of healthy where you're setting boundaries and telling people how you feel. Like I would rather like cut off my arm at that. (laughs) I would do anything to avoid it. And so people, you know, the quote where it's like, people treat you like people are going to treat you. And if you don't say anything, like they're going to think it's okay. It's true because I never mm-hmm. set boundaries. I never spoke my truth. So people probably were like, Oh, we can treat Megan like this. Like she's going to be the girl who gives us rides to all the parties and buys us like food and oh, after school. And I just wanted to be liked by everybody. I had a fear of being disliked and failing and all this stuff and not being included. So I just did everything. I was so, yeah, like overly. And then, you know, I just felt like I was burning myself out in the process. I'm like, how is it? I I just reached a point where I think I was going to be a senior. And I'm like, this just isn't really working anymore because I'm actually suffering from the repercussions. Like I am not getting into healthy relationships where it's, this is just not two way street or bust. Oh my God. Yeah, no, truly. And I had a therapist at the time too, who was like, you know, Megan, like this guy, you're dating all these things. And she's like, I I just had a, like many come to God moments where I'm like, I have to change. I don't care how uncomfortable it is because there's a part of me that is screaming on the inside that wants to tell people how I feel and wants to be that girl that I always admired and knew and wanted to become. And now at 26, I feel like I am fully her and it's taken so much courage. And there are moments where I still am shaking and so nervous on the inside, but I think, yeah, you know, it's just, I had, I reached a point where I was like, I am not gaining anything from this anymore. Being this much of a people pleaser is getting me this far. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how am I going to be a happy adult? And I just Mm -hmm. felt so used. And so I think for a lot of people, you just either, you know, listen to the red flags early on, or eventually you're going to get to a point where it's like, God's going to wake you up and you're going to be like, yeah, I I want different. Like Mm -hmm. I want to change. This doesn't feel good anymore. And so there is also another quote that I love, which is when you know better, do better. And if you're not going to do better, then you're cheating yourself out of a better quality of life, which is so true because in that moment, no matter how scary it is, I knew better. And so I decided to take that leap and start setting boundaries. And a lot of friends 
peaced out. I mean, oh, it, girl, you, you will watch the fake people <laughs> literally drop like flies. And then you will find out as you get older and you become more mature, you narrow down what your passions are. You become very confident in who you are. It will weed out the people that are not meant to be in your life. It's and listen, the, it's the best thing ever. You don't even have to be ugly about it. Like you, you don't have to have hurt feelings. You don't exactly. have to wish them ill will. You can just yeah. be like this. This is this is how I'm vibing right now. These exactly. are my values. Um, this is what I will allow and I will not allow in my life so I can become yep. who I want to become, who God designed me to become. And if you're not on board with that, like that's cool, but I don't have time space and I'm not making a place for you in my life. When you're taking mm -hmm. me away from you're distracting me from who I am trying to become because we're always becoming. And right. I think that's a thing is like, it doesn't have to be a hurt feeling kind of thing. And you don't have to be ugly and you don't have to like block people on Facebook. Just of course, stop hanging out with them. <laughs> right. And that's so true space. Too. Yeah. It, it can be very simple, you know, just slowly limit your time and slowly, you know, get more comfortable. And one thing too, I will say uh, for anyone listening who may be a recovering people pleaser, or they are one, like, I used to fear, like I was saying, confrontation, I would dread it. But one thing that I realized was I started becoming obsessed with the feeling of how I felt after I would tell someone how I feel or set that boundary. Like to me, every time I did that, it was like a check mark in my self-love box, you know, yeah. like, oh my gosh, I did it for myself. And I felt like each time, even if it was tiny, I was, you know, leveling up a little more, a little more, a little more. So for anyone who is scared, don't focus on the other person and what they're going to, no, no, no. Bring it all back to you. Always back to you. Like I feel, you know, this way because I feel I statements, right. It's helpful, but then also focus on how good you're going to feel after you feel like a backpack is off your shoulders. You know, you can't be bothered. And, no. and I, you know, I said this on my, on my Facebook post, like it's, it's all, it's all about you and your experience and you're the yeah. only thing that you can control in this life. Like you cannot control other people's experience of what's going on in their life or their experience of you. It exactly. is not your business, what they think of you. It's just no. not. And I know that's so hard, especially when you're young and I, you know, you're like, I'm 26 and I feel it. And I'm like, oh girl, you've got, you've got like, in my experience, like two more big transformations coming in your life, like really so big shifts in how you see the world. Um, just as you continue to just have more life experience and, and I'm so excited for you. Cause you're like, so advanced as it is the fact that you were catching on to this, like your senior year, yes. I'm, like, I'm like, bring it on universe. Like I am so intuitive and super like super, I feel like I'm a little bit psychic myself. And I feel like I can sense before things, big things are going to happen in my life. And like, I already feel, yes, like major, like learning lessons through relationships, through, you know, death and loss and just changes. I love change. I used to hate it, but now I'm obsessed with it because <laughs> in life we are meant to change. Change right. is the number one guarantee of life. And That's I just right. feel like growing is good. There's always new beginnings and endings. And that's the beauty of life, right? We're always allowed to change and we're always allowed to go with the newness. So, yeah. So there's another thing that, and, and, you know, I wish I could say younger bombshells, but I would say all, all bombshells of all ages, even, yeah. you know, 
um, retired or, or whatever, you know, we get really hung up in social media and like social media is not real. It's not real. And, and like, I know from my own personal knowledge, of course, I'm kind of like the repository of all secrets. I mean, I've always been that way anyways, but considering what I do for a living, um, and, and just as a friend, and I know like certain people cannot stand another person. And then they'll take these happy pictures with them on Facebook and they'll tag each other and talk about, oh, that's my family. And, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't under, I don't understand. Um, and so like a very powerful thing for me is to hide people from my feeds, <laughs> yeah, unfollow and hide. And also like, I just don't get hung up on social media because like, I know it's fake. Like you could, you could sit at a restaurant and watch like a caddy girl night, but then they'll all get up and take, you know, have a whole Instagram photo shoot together and post it online. Like they're the best friends and have the greatest time. And then people are going to feel jealous of something that's not even real. So that's my yeah. little diatribe, but you have like actual, like three questions to ask yourself when you're comparing yourself to somebody else, which often happens when we're scrolling through social media. Mm -hmm. So can you hit us with those? Of course. So I live by these and I kind of maybe not invented, but I feel like I came up with it. Um, maybe one day when I was like, I think tw 2021, I was living in LA and, you know, I just noticed how I would start my day. I've always been a big morning routine person as well as nighttime routine. And, you know, I would do like cold plunge. Yeah. Work out all these amazing things for my mind, body, and soul. And then the moment I had to go on social media for work or just for personal reasons, I always noticed after I went on it, like whatever, you know, platform, I felt so like, I was like, ew, like I felt so <laughs> low and jealous and triggered and yucky and not good enough. And I'm like questioning all of a sudden, like my apartment's not even that nice. I, like it's, it's crazy because, you know, because this morning routine had made me feel so amazing and wonderful. And then I just, from a high to like an immediate low. So one thing that I invented is the three questions. So number one, if you find yourself when you're scrolling, like you see a photo and it's like these hot girls, you know, on a yacht and they're in the Maldives, like whatever it is, whatever you're comparing yourself to and you feel really triggered by, ask yourself these. So number one, have you met them in person? <laughs> yes or no? Because, you know, if you've met them in person, then you would know what they really do look like in real life. Cause sometimes not everyone facetune, Photoshop, spray tan, like it's a real thing. So keep that in your mind. Yeah. Number two, have you seen where they really like live? Because another real side of social media, people can rent out really nice cars just for the day. Yeah, or a photo shoot. And there is a real thing where I forget what city, but people can go inside of a private jet and just for photo shoots. And it's oh not God. even a, re a real plane. It's cut in half and it's used only in a tarmac on the ground for photo shoots. Wow. And people can use that. And the windows look, are like a sky. So it looks like you're flying in a private plane, but it's on the ground cut in half it's not even in use. So that's a real thing too. So keep that, like, keep these things in mind because 
Do not let Instagram fool you. Do not let it make you bitter and start questioning and judging and jumping to assumptions and all that stuff. That's not good. If you're doing that, you have to ask yourself the questions. But so the last one is, have you spent 24 to 48 hours with them in person? Because, you know, like we always want to just say, oh, their life must be so easy, right? They must have always been beautiful. They must have always, have you spent a day or two with them? Like, do you know really what goes on in their real life? Is their family life perfect? I don't know. Are like their boyfriend or girlfriend that they always post photos with? Do they do couples therapy? You know, like you wouldn't know, like, or maybe they come from a, a really hard childhood and they were like dirt poor and their mom was abusive. Like, you just, you don't know what people really go through on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis, like mentally, physically, career, anything. So yeah. really like ask yourself these questions. Cause it's going to help you kind of like, you know, pull yourself back and think, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't judge other people so hard, but also, you know, maybe I shouldn't, you know, like make, I, I shouldn't really like torture myself trying to figure out how, how do they afford this? How did they go here? Guess what? Until you really know, and you've met them in person and sat them down and asked them, which you, I, I would never, but it's like, you know, until you've done that, then you'll never know because there are such things as fake airplanes and rented cars. And it could be on a photo shoot for, you know, a magazine cover. And they just took a selfie, you know, on their own, but then you know, I don't know, or people record content, you know, two days out of the week, they'll record like a bunch of videos, which is smart. And I do that, but then they post it every day and people think like, oh, they're all glammed up every, no, I'm not. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I just am smart with my time. And I know I'm not going to want to do TikToks every day. So I, I record TikToks on one day, all my Instagram videos, the other, and that's then I wear, I, I wear no makeup and I work out and I chill the rest of, you know, that's, <laughs> that's me though. So I always like to be honest. No, I don't look like this every day and I wouldn't want to. And most social media influencers do the same thing. They pre-record all of their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you so, know and yeah. I used to say like, get Cosmo, get, get Cosmo off your coffee table, but that's not really a relevant thing anymore. So mm -hmm. I just say like, okay, you're following like, you know, big booty Betty, because she's going to teach you how to have like the glutes that you've always wanted, whatever. Of course, of course. Um, and so you're watching this every single day with this woman who literally gets paid to look like that. So she can work right. out every single day. And that's yeah. like on par for what she does. Do you yeah. have that kind of time? No, you don't. But my question is always, okay, well, when's the last time you did one of her workouts? Right. Oh, you don't. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. why are you following somebody with like a desire of wanting to be like them, but you're not going to do the work that they're asking you to do. To me, that's just like putting Cosmo on your table and comparing yourself to somebody who's on the cover, whose main job is to look beautiful. Like That's, that's well, their job. <laughs> well, yeah, it's so true. And it's like, you know, I mean, if you're not going to what, yeah, for whatever, if you're not going to put in the work, then it's like, yeah, why are you buying it or doing it, subscribing to it? But I also feel like for me, uh, you know, a lot of like people that I look up to, um, a lot of my role models, whether they're celebrities or not, like a lot of them, you know, uh, you're like, oh yeah, their life is so great. They have all these mansions and private planes. But then if you like go on Wikipedia or just search their life story of how they got to where they are, you would be quite shocked because, you know, people like Tony Robbins, I love him. He's always been one of my biggest heroes for many reasons. 
He grew, he had a very rocky, horrible, ch- horrible childhood, mm-hmm. traumatic. Like he talks about it very openly, but like his mom was very abusive, very like physically, emotionally, and he grew up very poor. And I just, you know, so it's like the moment that we want to say, oh, their life must always be this. It's like homegirl, you know, like Tony Robbins, he's in his sixties. He's worked his whole entire life. He ha- he was in the eighties going door to door, selling life coaching with a briefcase and a giant phone. Like, That's right. you know, so <laughs> before, you know, it's like, if we really want it, cause I have, I'm a human too, you know, like, of course I love mental health and I have all these amazing tools, but I have moments where I, you know, maybe feeling a little mentally drained or weak or something. And then I go on Instagram and I'm like, oh, she's doing this. And then I'm here. But it's like, no, 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 I don't do that because my life journey has been different and I honor mine. And I know that comparison is going to add nothing positive to my life. It's going to suck all the joy out of it. You know, and I, 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 I don't know. I've had this attitude for a long time and I'm not saying I'm never insecure or that I don't compare myself to others like ever. Um, but very early on in life, I realized that I like being around people who are smarter than me. I like being around people who are more fit than me. I like being around people who are more beautiful than me. I like being around people who are taking it to the next level because then I'm going to want to go that direction too. Like to me, it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily about comparing or even trying to be who they are. It's just, they inspire me to be my best self, to be my fittest, to be my smartest, to be my most beautiful, whatever that is, whatever the, the, you know, the most educated, the most, whatever Mm -hmm. for me, not to be them because I'm never like, they're them. I'm me. We have our own stories or whatever. And so, you know, that's just something to think about too, that instead of looking at this, I know this happens a lot with, um, younger women, because I mean, I'm Gen X, we didn't have social media growing up. Yeah. Praise be none of my shenanigans (laughs) are caught on somebody's iPhone. Yeah. So that's good. But I, I do notice a lot of, um, a lot of younger women get all tripped up on like, oh, she's so pretty or she's prettier than me or whatever, or she could wear that and I can't wear that. And I just want to be like, well, first of all, she's human. She's got her own bag, but like, why don't you ask her where she shops? Why don't you ask her to help you with your makeup? Like, why don't you ask her if you admire, like if you're admiring her in a way that's making you jealous, what if you flip that and admire her in a way where you're like, how can I learn and grow? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm all about the same thing. Amber, like it's like, I'm going to use that. I'm all about reframing, which is what you just said. Instead of like being angry and jealous, like, oh, she's better than me. Pause, realize I can flip it and be like, wait, I love your jacket. Where did you get it? And then Mm -hmm. she'll tell you, or for me growing up, I, for some reason, like never really learned how to do proper, like full glam. So instead of being, you know, all bitter and I'll never be able to afford and all that stuff. I just went on YouTube, found my favorite beauty bloggers and I, And I would just copy exactly what they did. I learned how to do it from YouTube. And so now it's like, yeah, I'm getting better, not bitter. And it's like, we live in a generation where you can learn so many things in the matter of seconds, YouTube podcasts, you can become an expert or an advocate in anything. And I do the same thing. Like if I love, you know, this celebrity I'm interviewing, I'm like, oh my gosh, can I ask you where are your jeans from? They're usually like Zara H and M. And I'm like, right. what? okay, cool. Oh, oh, I love it when people freak out over my outfits and thanks mom and dad for my fashion. But 
I'm like, I got this on Amazon or, you know, I got this at TJ Maxx or like when, when you're like us and you're photographed all the time or you're, you know, like I'm on stage and I'm going to be photographed. I put all that in a speaker reel. It's going to look like I wear the same thing all the time. So like I, I buy, I call them disposable clothes and then I donate them to um, like the prison reentry program to to normal life so that they could do, you know, interviews in them or whatever. And I'm not going to spend a lot of money because, and that's the other thing too, like get you a Gucci belt, but you don't need Gucci head to toe. Okay. Like (laughs) pick pick something that's going to stick with you and you know, you're not going to wear the same thing over and over again. So you're really big about investing time and energy into your well being, And I am with you. Like I, I spend my morning routine is extensive. My evening routine is extensive. Um, so tell me about like, how do people take responsibility for their own happiness and having their own power. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so excited to answer this. This is my favorite (laughs) topics. It was funny. I was just in San Diego, California, visiting my parents. Uh, and like, first of all, I owe every single thing that I've learned about manifesting and happiness. And just from my parents, they're the most old school, like Megan, you want something, go after it. We're not handing one thing to you. So I feel like, yeah. And we were just talking about it in San Diego, but so to answer your question, Amber, I really feel like the, my number one tip for how people can take their power back, take ownership of their life and the trajectory of where they're headed is number one, sit with yourself. Like for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, morning, afternoon, night, turn off your notifications, turn off your laptop, sit with yourself, no distractions, and just sit in silence. Because guess what? The more that you sit in silence, you will strengthen your intuition. You will silence that negative little ego voice in your mind. Mm. You'll get to know who you are, what makes you, you, your emotions, your thoughts, why you do the things that you do. Okay. So this is like, I feel so grateful because I started therapy at 14. I'm 26 now. I still have a therapist. I've had the blessing of doing EFT tapping, hypnotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. I've done past life regression. I've had psychic readings. Like I've done everything (laughs) under the freaking table. And I'm so grateful though, because all of those healing sessions and appointments have taught me so much about what makes Megan, Megan. And like, I feel so blessed because there was once a time in my life where when I was 14 years old and I had braces and neck gear, I was not looking too cute. And I would come (laughs) home every day and just cry my eyes out and literally sit in my room and be like, why God, you know, like, why, like, why me? Why do I have to go through this right now? And I never knew why. And I was so mad at myself and mad at the world, but I really felt like I am a pretty religious person. And I feel like now God has answered that question because If I had not gone through that at 14, I would not be the woman that I am today, but I also would not have all this valuable advice and all the, I turned my pain into purpose, into very passionate purpose. I speak to the next generation, to high school, college students about mental health, because I have been in that low place. I know exactly what it feels like. And I know what got me the F out of it. And I know how to help people and heal people. And you know, it's like, I never went to college. I don't have a fancy degree. And to me, that's fine because my parents instilled in me at nine years old. 
they forced me to sit down one night after dinner and watch the movie The Secret. They were like, Megan, you may ah! not understand. <laughs> yeah, they were like, they're like, Megan, you may not understand what this is right now, but you will thank us when you're older. So at nine years old, I had the absolute blessing of watching this movie all about ask, believe, receive. You can have anything, the law of attraction, your thoughts create your reality. It's like a little right. sonar, you know, it puts out an energy and then you're going to get that That's energy right. back to you. So I feel lucky because like I said, I, you know, don't come from some fancy, like, oh, I have this like fancy degree. No, I did two months of community college. I was like, peace out. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> I don't like this energy. I did not like community college at all. So I left and I told my mom and dad, I know what I was put on earth to do. And they like, were like, go for it. Life's too short. So I zoomed into it and I've been doing it nonstop for eight and a half years. So I feel grateful because I feel like, you know, I owned my power. I took ownership of my success and where I was headed. But I say seriously, back to your question, Amber, like number one tip is get silent, put away the distractions, do it every day consistently. And you will start to have more insights, gut feelings, more clarity about certain things in your life. Num number two is take inventory of what is causing happiness and what is causing pain. So mm. I I call that also expansion. You know, I'm expanded up in my chest. I feel happy or contraction, which is like pain. Ew, there's a gross, you know, I'm dropping on an elevator feeling. So for me, it's like, I'm going to take inventory. So what people, relationships, foods, jobs, TV shows I'm watching, I'm talking Ooh, everything. Girl, preach. It, if it is not bringing you happiness and it is not adding value to your mental, physical, spiritual well-being, cut it out of your life or, or at least, you know, lessen your time with it. Whatever TV shows you have movies, foods you're eating. If it does not sit well with your body, life is just too short. And there is always ways to make changes and shifts and focus more on the people, the situations and the things that bring value to your life that make your life better. And I feel like for me, you know, I've always been positive and motivated, but it took, I've had a few moments in my life that, you know, maybe near death experiences, some would call or really moments where God was like, you need to wake up sister. Mm -hmm. And th those moments shook me so deeply that I needed that. And I it wake up every day with profound gratitude for just the ability to walk and to breathe and to move my body. Right. Not I've everybody moments, gets that. Yeah. Not everyone has those crazy, really scary, like health issues or scary near death accidents where you're alive and your the rest of your life has changed forever. Cause I myself, yeah, have had those moments where I'm like, the fact that I'm alive today is beyond me and I can walk like my body. I can move it. How lucky am I? There are people today that are in wheelchairs that are having a better day than me. And like, I don't guilt myself, but I'm like, Sometimes I'm like, okay, Megan, calm down. <laughs> You're crying because your Zara order is not coming a day earlier in the mail. But I'm like, Megan, I mean, that's, like, that is dramatic, but <laughs> just, to, just to be honest. And I've had those moments where I'm like, oh my God, but I'm like, okay, Megan, stop. There are people yeah, who are paralyzed or handicapped or who are living in a sh homeless shelter who are way more positive than you. So a little perspective. Okay. We're moving on. But, um, yeah. You know, it's like, I would say, you know, it's just like owning your power is such a personal journey. Um, and my last tip I would give besides sitting with yourself, besides taking inventory of what brings you happiness or pain, the people, the shows, the foods, the everything. 
my last tip would be to be brave enough to take action. Once you know better and you know what's bringing you joy and all that stuff, take action as best as you can because life is really precious. Yeah. And I really do feel like the moment you start taking your power back and stop blaming other people and getting mad at people in traffic for cutting you off. And you, you know, you're like, Oh, I hate my parent. You know, the moment you take full ownership and full responsibility for your feelings, your own and experience, you, you emotionally compartmentalize, you know, how am I feeling today? Okay. You know, like anxious or, uh, this way. Okay. So who like, okay, so I'm feeling this. That's okay. It's only my responsibility. So, you know, it's like, I'm not going to get mad at my mom or, cause I feel like there are people on this earth who go around like on autopilot and they're just projecting emotional, you mm -hmm. know, they're not mindful. They're not in the moment. They're not in their body. They're not grounded. They're just like projecting, like they're that cartoon, you know, Tasmanian, wherever they uh -huh. go. It's like, you, well, you did this six months ago. It's like, honey, go meditate for 15 minutes, like calm down. So yeah. I feel like I, uh, am just really good. Like one of my, uh, characteristic traits that I really love about myself is I'm very in tune with my emotions and compart yeah, compartmentalizing like how I'm feeling and still being able to, yeah, be positive to other people and whoever, maybe I'm mad at someone or like a situation or a guy that didn't text, like whatever it is, I honor that. And then I journal it or I'll go exercise, you know, like I'm really, yeah, just super self-aware of just being a good person and being smart and being mature. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just, it's a journey to get to that point. But like my grandpa, I never met him, but he, my mom said, he always used to say how you do in life is up to you. It's That's right. not a, it's not well, up to anyone else. So tag on to that too, the, on the be brave enough to take action, you know, well, first of all, until you sit with yourself, you can't take inventory because you, you're yeah. not hearing that still small voice. You're not hearing that, that inner knowing. And until you take inventory, you don't know what to take action on. But I also want to add, like, you know, it's, it's not about just always taking it on the chin. I mean, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Like if somebody's really not a part of your world, it's okay to like, let that go. If somebody is an intimate of part of your world, it's also okay to express your boundaries and to say this experience that I'm having, that I'm taking responsible mm -hmm. for or responsibility for, you know, this is how I feel. This is how this thing made me feel. And I don't like yes. that feeling. Yes. And you know, it's not their job to make you happy. That's, that's not no. why they're on the planet. That's your yeah. job to make you happy. But that yeah. doesn't mean that you can't put boundaries in place and say, when you, when you behave this way, or when you use these words, or when you do this, it makes me feel that way. And I don't want that in my life. And at that point exactly. you can say like, okay, cool. This person honors that and wants to work with you to have a healthy relationship, you yeah. know, a good relationship where you're both holding a mirror up to each other and helping each other become a better version of you. Or you can say like, we're no longer a match. Like mm -hmm. we don't communicate effectively or, you know, energetically we are not on the same page or we don't share the same values. And, yeah. and then that's okay too, but you're still taking responsibility, even if you're expressing that and, and, and having an exchange with another human being. So, totally. um, you know, just always, all, like you said earlier, always with those I statements. <laughs> yeah. And that's, uh, you know, just jump back to that really quickly. That is something that I did learn in therapy actually for, 
you know, any healthy argument or conversation or just, you know, it's always best. Cause first of all, no one, no like conversation is ever going to go well. If it's heated and both of you are yelling, that's not going to go in anywhere. Yeah. Six months ago and then three months ago. No. So you have to say to your, like, you have to say, always bring it back to you. Cause that's the most productive, you know, Hey, blah, blah, blah. I am feeling blank, 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 because I blank, blank, blank. Cause then that's so productive and that's going to actually have the other person. I mean, they could still, you know, respond and react however they want to, but it's like, you know, bringing it back to yourself, it makes it less attacking and more, you know, calm and more grounded. And I feel like people just in general typically respond better to that. Oh, yeah. You know, well, like if you love hey, somebody, feel, you yeah. don't want to make them feel attacked. You don't want them to feel shame. You just exactly. want them to be aware of your experience and then hopefully totally. get on the same page moving forward. So if that's your yeah. end goal, then letting go of like, you know, your state of pissativity, <laughs> that's, that's, that's yeah, the goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And this yeah. is coming from a redhead Sicilian. Um, I've had to oh learn God. that. Yeah. So, well, I feel like I could talk to you forever. Um, I know. So, I, love it. I love it. But I am going to bring this back. You've given, you've given so many actionable things. Like I love your, your success paths and, and the steps that you break things down and we'll put those in the show notes. Um, but I ask every single guest before we close, if you could leave our bombshells, our bold, brave, unwaveringly confident female professionals and mm-hmm. our bombshell boys who listen as well. Um, if you can leave them with one piece of parting advice, what would that be? Oh my gosh. Um, my parting advice would be to know that it is always a choice and Mm. i i will leave it at that however you interpret that it's always a choice positivity is always a choice being a kind person is always a choice doing the right thing is always a choice um following your dreams is always a choice and just remembering, you know, you can choose whatever thoughts you want to focus on. It's just life, the whole thing. It's all a choice. It's as simple as that. Mm. Hearts to you, sister. I love it. Love it. Love it. Hearts right back. (laughs) (laughs) So I I want to encourage everyone. um, Obviously we'll put all of Megan's social media in, um, in the show notes. Um, And then also we'll link to her book, how to thrive in the virtual classroom. So can you give us a quick little like synopsis of what does, what is that book for? Yes. So how to thrive in the virtual classroom is my fourth book. (laughs) Yes. It is a interactive, really fun mental health journal for young boys and girls. Think like, you know, dear diary doodling kind of fun, Lisa Frank, just interactive. Oh, you said the magic words. Yes. All that good stuff wrapped into one. It's very, um, gender neutral. It's just so fun. It's really a place where, you know, young girls and guys after the pandemic, I felt so inspired um, to create this for them where they can express their feelings. They can navigate, you know, how their life is going, take inventory, a little bit of what I talked about today, but it's really, you know, it's so down to earth. Like I made it, you know, very fun, very relatable. Anyone can understand it. uh, Cause I always wished, you know, when I was in high school that someone brought that kind of a book where I can, you know, skim through it and think to myself, like, 
oh, you know, like, how am I feeling? And these thoughts right now, they're creating a pit in my stomach. So maybe I should think different, like all these little things that some people aren't even aware of. This book is a reminder that also, again, it is all a choice, but it's really geared towards teenage guys and girls. Perfect. So yeah, especially with graduation being recent or, you know, kids going off to college, what a great gift to give or, you know, your kids, you know, we definitely have very open conversations about mental health with, with my kids and their friends and everything, Mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily true for all families. So, so be, um, be thinking about this might be an easy way to approach that topic with, with your kids. Um, and before we, we part ways, I, I just always like to point out, you know, I have a variety of guests on this show and, um, and I know a lot of my listeners are, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're raised traditionally Christian. Um, and I, I do believe that most people kind of have an open heart. Um, and some of the things that we talk about and some of the things that Megan and I have pursued and, um, you know, it's to me, if I'm trying something um, in, in a desire to know God better, Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to strike me down, you know? So I just want you as you're, as you're exploring Megan's world and and hearing about some of the things like I've been to spiritual healers. Um, I've like, I've tried just about everything. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and it's been so wonderful and I feel nothing but closer to God more aware of, of the, the human that he's designed me to be and who's, who he's asked me to be. And I'm very, very secure because of that journey. And Megan, I'm going to let you comment on that before, before we say goodbye. Yes. I deeply agree. Also for me, I come from not, you know, I went to church a handful of times growing up. I mean, I, Um, grew up in a very just open-minded household. My parents really did believe that whatever makes you happy, whatever you resonate with, will accept it. And so for me, my journey, just as I've evolved into a confident woman and really followed my passions, now looking back in hindsight, over the last eight and a half years, I really do feel like, yeah, sometimes I call it God, sometimes I call it universe, higher source, power, Uh, I do feel like there was a helping hand in all that happened and how it happened in God's timing and just it unfolded in a really beautiful way. Um, So, yeah, you know, I think that in life, uh, you know, just finding what makes you happy and what works for you. And also, I really, you know, am accepting and, yeah, open-minded to, I love learning about all of different people's beliefs and all that stuff. But I really do, I do believe in God and I'm not really, yeah, uh, you know, a typical like uh, raised Christian or anything, but I really do believe in God. And like I said, I've had many moments where I, you know, like near death experiences or something that I'm still alive today, where I really do think that God was like, your work on earth is not done yet and we need you here. So um, I've had, yeah, many moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like I get to wake up another day. Like how lucky am I? So I owe that to God for sure. Um, but yeah, I think it's just um, a beautiful thing when you have something to believe in that really, you know, makes your life better. And when you can wake up in the morning, uh, it sets a positive tone for you. So, yeah. So anytime that there's truth, like really big truth, I get tears behind my eyes. Like I don't cry. I just get tears behind my eyes. I'm like, oh, oop, that's true. That's true. Yeah. 
Um, and that's just my body's response to like really knowing that something's real. And, and I just had that as you spoke. And so, you know, I'm asked oftentimes, and I'm sure you are too, like, well, how, how can you be so confident? Like, I wish I could do that. I, and, mm-hmm. and my only response to that is just let God out of the box that you put him in, just let yeah. him out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> And then see if you can learn more about you and you can learn about like how you're made in God's image sources image. You know, we're all energetically connected. However it is that you have your wisdom tradition, you know, embedded into your life and intertwined into your life. Like Mm -hmm. whatever that needs to sound like for you. But I think the biggest thing for me, um, as we're talking about abundance and we're talking about like mental health and we're talking about all these big topics is just let God out of the box let him be as big as he is. And, um, and I think that's what I'd like to end on today. So Megan, thank you so much for sharing your journey and your amazing energy with us. Thank you so much, Amber. It's been an absolute honor being on your podcast. I the feeling is so mutual. I could talk with you for hours. (laughs) I feel like we've known each other for years already, Um, but I really, yeah, I hope everyone listening really you know, took notes or found things that really resonated with them. Um, But I really just feel like, you know, no matter what you are going through, no matter how big the obstacle seems, like, just know truly, you are not the only person on this earth that has ever experienced that. And like, you will overcome it. There are people who have overcome it. They're on the other side. Um, and just know that you are not alone. Like everything I feel like is figure outable. And so whether that means, you know, finding more positive friends or exercising more, eating healthier, or like, you know, following your passions, taking that risk. It's like, just do the little things every single day. Um, but yeah, just know that you're not alone if you're in a low place. Um, and I'm always reaching, like, if you ever want someone to talk to, I typically answer my Instagram DMs only if they're positive though. I don't answer the yeah the haters <laughs> only if they're positive, but I really, you know, I love to give a helping hand wherever I can. So awesome. Well, you heard her. So we don't say these things. I say, respond to my emails. I say, yeah. you know, let me know what you thought about this episode. Amber at amberhurl.com. It's all over the internet. So, you know, take us up on that. We're, we're here to serve. That's what, that's why we do what we do. So, mm-hmm. um, thank you so much for your listenership. I know I say this every single time, but you have choices of how, to Megan's point, you have choices of how you can spend your time. And I'm just so grateful, um, especially those of you who have been with me for years. I'm so grateful that you are taking the time to spend with me. And I'm even mm-hmm. more grateful that you're taking the time to invest in you because that is so important for a bombshell's yeah. journey. And um, I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.